are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. Caring's Empowerment Hour. My name is Michelle Bolden, and I'm your guide as we journey through caregiving. We hope that the Empowerment Hour will inspire, educate, and provide resources for the family caregiver. Hopefully, things that you can use immediately after listening to the podcast. So in our second season, we wanted to focus on kind of a call to action about awareness for ourselves, our family, and our community. Today's episode focuses on actions for ourselves, our family, and our community. What kind of goes on among the three? And so we're actually going to focus on our topic today is working while caregiving. The Alliance of Caregiving and ARP states employed caregivers work on average of 34.7 hours a week, about 50% over half work full-time, 16% work about 30 to 39 hours a week, and about 25% work fewer than 30 hours a week. Now, the Harvard Business Review noted most employers are in the dark about the caregivers who are work, the workers who are caregivers. They found that about 73%, 73% of all employees have some type of current caregiver responsibilities going on in their lives. Yet the employers do not have the correct supportive infrastructure in place to support the caregivers. So as we think about how do we work, how do we um, still care for our loved ones, there's many opportunities. One could potentially be creating your own method of income, maybe becoming an entrepreneur. I want to introduce our guest today, Venus Sams. She is sharing her caregiver journey as a daughter, entrepreneur, and all those other multiple caregiving hats we wear. So welcome, Venus. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's start by you kind of sharing your background, um, information that would help us to understand who you are. I am a mother of three. I am a daughter, an aunt, you know, all the usual type things. Um, <laughs> I am also an entrepreneur, and my newest title, I would say, is that of a full-time caregiver for my 83-year-old mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I love meeting people. I love planning things. I love DIY projects. I love singing. Um, And I love life. I am generally a very positive um, person. And that has really, really helped me, um, you know, in my newest title is just staying positive and finding the best, uh, always trying to make the best out of things. Right. So, yeah, so the newest title is the the caregiver, but, right. you know, all those other things, you know, people say I'm those too. So I uh, just happy to be here and uh, excited that that something like this, something as, as such as the podcast mm-hmm. uh, can be a vehicle for other people who are caregiving 
Typically, anything that I put my my heart into, I love to share. And this is a great opportunity. And again, thank you for having me today. Absolutely. We're excited to have you. And so what I would like is to hear more about your caregiving journey with your mom and kind of where you are in that journey today, kind of where you started and, and where you are now. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, back in 2021, um, unfortunately, I lost, we lost both of my sisters. I have, my mom has three biological children, well, had three biological children, um, had two sisters. Uh, they were um, nine and seven years older than me. And the oldest one is actually the reason why I'm, um, you know, in Atlanta or in Georgia, because Mm she sort of uh, blazed the trail by coming here in 1978 uh, to go to Spelman. And my next sister followed her and then I followed both of them. So um, and up until 2021, uh, well, actually, in 2004, my mom followed us all <laughs> from St. Louis. We're originally from St. Louis, Missouri. So uh, at, in 2004, we all were here. And at that time, my mom uh, purchased a home and my sisters, my adult sisters moved in with my mom. So it was the three of them on one side of town and, and my myself and my children were on the other side of town. So mm-hmm. um Everything was lovely, you know, over the years. Uh, but in 2001, we unfortunately lost my sisters, both um, due to heart issues. Mm-hmm. And my um, older sister had been bedridden herself for uh, the past five years before she passed. Mm-hmm. And my mom was actually her caregiver. Oh, wow. Yeah. So well up into her late 70s, um, early 80s, mom was a caregiver for, mm-hmm. you know, her oldest daughter. So at the loss of, uh, after the loss of my second sister, I'm the only one left. And um, I did not or could not bring myself to what I call it, further traumatize my mom by, you know, suggesting that she pack up, sell her house and move with me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could not. It wasn't, um, to be honest, it never was a thought. Mm. To, to do it that way. Mm-hmm. It may have logistically, you know, kind of made sense because, right. you know, um, she was in a big house with a lot of stuff, her stuff, my sister's stuff over the past 40 years or her move from Missouri. So you would think, okay, you just pick mom up and have her, you know, move with you. Right. But I did not do that. Mm-hmm. I decided to pick up my life and merge it with hers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did in January of, um, 2022, I moved from my home, um, in East, in, um, Jonesboro, Georgia and, um, moved to East Point with my mom. Oh, wow. Yeah. So pretty much on the turn of a dime, <laughs> one day I was in my house and the next day I was in my mom's. Wow. Had wow. not lived with my mom since I was 18. <laughs> so, <laughs> so imagine that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I did ask my mom. We had discussions after my um last sister passed on, you know, what my what we might do next. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was totally prepared to, you know, possibly do assisted living or some, mm-hmm. uh, you know, something like that. But it just 
came in my spirit to ask her what she thought about me moving with her. Mm. And when I asked her that, she was actually, it it was almost like we were in the car, we were driving and she she turned to me and she just kind of smiled and she said, I would like that. Oh boy. That's okay. Mm. So when she said, when she said that, I'm sorry. No, you are perfectly fine. Absolutely. Yeah. When she said that, everything kind of just switched. Right. And I knew that that's what I would do. Yeah. You know, it's, it's such a blessing that you asked that question because often they don't get asked that question. It's just, look, you have to come into my world. You know, everything <laughs> of mine is in my house. I cannot move with you. I'm not doing that. And so that's a blessing that you even asked that question. Not only did you ask it, but you were willing to listen and actually consider the answer, right? And so sometimes right. we just ask it just to be polite, knowing yeah. that we want them to come live with us, right? Yeah. So that's a huge blessing to her that you asked the question and you did that. And because, um, you know, I remember for a long time, I tried to get my father to move from um, Chicago to Atlanta and he was not having it. And I couldn't get it. I was like, it's, it's warmer here. You know, we're all here. Your grandkids are here. But his world was in Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. And for years, mm-hmm. you know, his, 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 wife, his, wife, his wife was there. And so um, I get it. When we take them out of that place of comfort, that changes them mentally and physically as well, right? And so that's just a huge, a huge impact when they're able to get their wishes honored. Now we can't sometimes always do that. Every Correct. was not able to meet that, right? Blessing that you were able to do that. Um, so I'm sure that's a blessing to your mom that that you did that for her. Well, I'm sure it is, and um, I just, you know, like I said, I didn't when she, when she blessed it. It was, you know, just basically, okay, how am I going to do this? And it it wasn't, you know, one big move. As a matter of fact, I just kind of grabbed some stuff uh, and came over here because, you know, it was also almost like, you know, prior to that, like a visit. Okay, I'm coming Mm -hmm. over to East Point. It's about a 30, 35 minute drive. Right. Uh, So I'm just coming. And this I'll never forget. I was doing a uh, curbside pickup because I was going to uh, get her a microwave, another microwave. So I was at Macy's uh, waiting at the curbside pickup, and I was I called mom. This is before I moved in. I called her to see, uh, you know, to let her know I was going to be on my way shortly. And we're talking and I'm sitting at the the curbside pickup. And as I'm talking to her, her voice starts to sound really weird, sort of kind of like a high pitch. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, Ma, are you okay? And then she starts to talk kind of confused. Mm. Just this is just we're having a conversation that started from me telling her I was on my way. Right. And. I'm like, Ma, are you okay? What What's going on? And she's just really sounding confused. So I'm freaking out. I'm like freaking out. So I call my daughter and I tell my daughter to call mom uh, and see what she thinks. If, you know, so my daughter called my mom and she texts me, we're, we're texting and calling. She said, yeah, grandma, sound, grandma doesn't sound right. So I 
put the get I left the uh curbside, left the microwave, I'm at South Lake Mall and speed all the way to East Point. Mm-hmm. Uh and mom's blood pressure had uh either tanked, I guess it's tanked when you get confused, it's one or the other. But when I get there, she's okay, but she's still talking kind of willy-nilly or whatever. So I call the uh the paramedics and they come out and um check her out and she's okay. But that was, I wasn't living here then. That was, we had already made the decision for me to move right. there, but I hadn't actually done it. Right. So after that day, I don't think I ever, I don't, I didn't leave. Mm. I didn't leave. She turned out to be okay. And everything was, you know, okay, but something had happened with her, her right. blood pressure. Right. So that yeah, I was like, okay, I'm coming. I'm coming. So it's sort of been a, every time I get to my house, which may be once a month at the beginning, I would bring stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, bring a suitcase, bring some more clothes. So right. I've been basically moving for two years. <laughs> <laughs> but my my 23-year-old son lives at my house. Okay. Yeah, okay. So it's just like I'll visit my house. It's almost like I'm visiting, um, yes. you know, just visiting my house. Right. Yeah. So yeah, at that moment, I knew that no, I can't wait anymore. Um, and we've been, you know, on an uphill, you know, up and down journey ever since then. She's really good um, now. She's at a good place. We've learned so much. You know, I know we've both learned so much. I've learned so much. Uh, things about how I am my mother yeah (laughs) so many you know quirks in me I see in her uh my strength I see in her Mm -hmm. my resilience which I think if people ask me what my superpower is I always say uh well there's two one is resilience and one is resourcefulness Oh, wow. Yeah. And the resilience I got from Brenda Ruth Stevenson. I <laughs> see it every day because my mom is very, very resilient. She mm-hmm. is the epitome of resilience. Mm-hmm. She, uh, even as far as our personality quirks, you know, um, because, you know, every day isn't sunny. We have right. our, we have our times, but God has graced me to mm-hmm. know how to talk to mom. So when I feel like, you know, we need to have some understanding on things, it's just like something he just takes over my body and helps me know what to say and how to say it. Wow. Uh, Because it's definitely not me, uh, you know, but I'm able to talk to her and she she listens very well, Mm. takes it in, may roll her eyes or, (laughs) you know, make a face. Right. Which I got from her because people always say that everything is on my face, man. Uh, Even in business situations, I've, you know, you know, some of my closer colleagues have, you know, like fix your face, you know, fix your face. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. The nonverbal speaks in volumes, right? You don't have to say a word. They can just see your face and it said it all. Yeah. And I I got that from my mom because... (laughs) So her eyesight is not is not the best, and it's funny because I say she picks what she sees, what she wants to see, uh, because she may not see something that 
one thing you think she may not be able to see, but if you if you if you uh, have a smirk on your face, or if you show any frustration, or the occasional eye roll, trust me, she can see that. Uh, so <laughs> we 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 talk a lot about uh, you know teamwork and how you know this is a team. She and I are a team, right? And, you know what it's going to take for me you know, to, you know, I'm the coach of the team, you know, and she, I talk to her like that, you know, and she, she jokes with me all the time. Now she calls me coach just because this is a lot. And I know what it's going to take uh, to be sustainable. Right. Right. So we talk about that stuff and she is definitely all there. Thank God. She talks about always asking the Lord to keep her mind mm. uh, strong. And he has definitely done that. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, we, we get along really good. And when we have our days, you know, we both kind of just go to our corners and, yeah. and, you know, maybe pout or whatever it is, but mama has an uncanny way of just coming back. She doesn't stay upset, you know, um, mm -hmm. And she really tries to to incorporate some of the things that I that I might bring up that will make things better. And I really appreciate that. And I don't take it for granted. Mm -hmm. So it makes it easier on those days when I just have to go out to the car and have a silent scream, I call it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? do it. However you have to release it, you have to release it. And it sounds like you and your mom have some great communication, which is so helpful when you're always together like that. And someone yeah. is directing someone else and good, coaching is a good way because, you know, parents don't want to be told what to do by their own children, right? They're yes. like, I'm the parent, remember? Yes. So it sounds like you guys have some good communication uh, goals that you've met in order to be able to do that. And that's just so important that she hears you and it sounds like you hear her as well. Yes. Um, and it makes it much more effective when you're trying to do things to help her. Um, and yeah. she sees that. Yeah. 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 It, it really does help to just have her to be so open to, you know, suggestions that I have that will help both of us. It's not just mm -hmm. for me. It's just, you know, it's, it's all about sustainability because uh, you know, I'm just in my second year at this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and, you know, I hope, you know, for, for, for what any of us know, she could outlive me. She's mm -hmm. outlived two children, you know? Yeah. Uh, so as long as God, you know, keeps us here together, we have to be able to keep this up. So mm -hmm. there's some things that, you know, are crucial for sustainability. And we discussed that stuff. So can you give me an example of what you would say is, is crucial for sustainability when you have that? Well, for me, I'm a very, uh, oh, man, I think maybe peaceful is too strong, but I'm a, I don't like to, a lot of confrontation. Mm -hmm. I don't like uh, to argue. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I'm just not, I don't like those things. I'm one of those can we can we all just get along type people? Okay, okay. So, and my sisters, one of them in particular was probably the polar opposite of that. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of it was a a, a tad of dysfunction going on um, 
And my mom has never been one to back down. Okay. So even though she's 83, don't, well, don't go there enough. with her. Don't okay. go there. Because, okay. So her and my sister, man, I tell you, they were, you know, it, there was a lot of action going on. <laughs> That's not me. Right. Okay. At all, period, end of story. Mm-hmm. So one thing about, you know, something that's crucial for uh, sustainability is just peace and quiet mm. for me. <laughs> right. So yeah. when we are not having the best day, what we don't, what I, what has to be for me is just to be able to discuss it. You say, you know, what's on your mind. I, you know, talk about what's on my mind and then we move on. We don't yell. We don't you know, back and forth for one, that's disrespectful. So I wouldn't, my mother is not somebody that I would be doing that with, period. But, so that's one, that's crucial is peace and quiet for me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and we talked about that. And I I just, you know, to be candid and transparent, I just said, mom, you know, there's been enough of that here in the last few years to last somebody's lifetime. (laughs) So, so you you set the standard. So we're we're just we're we're not gonna do that. That's not yeah. gonna be us, right? Yeah. And yeah. That, that's peace. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> you talked a little bit about I know before you know your sisters will help care for care for your mom, and then it was you. So can you share a little bit more about any current support systems that you have in place right now who's helping you with your mom? Um, yes. If there are none, you know, kind of what would you like to see as part of, of as part of that team for you? Oh, Michelle, I think that may be my favorite question because that's where my resourcefulness superpower comes in. Mm-hmm. Because from the beginning, basically day one, I intentionally sought out my village. Mm. from day one because I knew that my superpower is not not caregiving right as far as you know can I just never had any experience with that it's my mom I love her I do what I you know can do for her but I knew that I would need help so immediately I I started making some inroads and the first thing I came upon that has been a lifesaver is a Facebook group Mm, a particular awesome. Facebook group that is 4,000 people strong wow. all over the world and everybody is caring for an agent loved one mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I just happened up on that by putting it you know in the search and maybe there's more but I never looked past this first one because mm-hmm. uh everybody it just shows you how that you're not alone right Um, there's no color barrier there's no we're just you know the world is aging um so everybody has somebody or knows somebody that's you know caring for an aging loved one yes so that was my first uh you know reach out is just a Facebook group, something as right. simple as a Facebook group. Right. Uh, and this particular one I love because there's no judgment. The admin team is, I mean, they are like pit bulls, man. We, we, 
you can't just you know it's, it's just a safe space mm. if you're having a bad day if you, you know mama's doing her thing or you are cleaning up poop or whatever it is mm-hmm. you can come on there and talk about it right right and you get so much support. As a matter of fact, um, when we, when I was able to do the scholarship that that I did with Call for Caring, yes, uh, I bragged about it on the uh, in the group. <laughs> awesome, that's great. Yeah, and I actually played the I I found that Alicia Keys song that you. Uh, uh, you play, you're doing yes. a good job. And yes. I posted that in the group for everybody. Yes. And um, yeah, so that that's the biggest thing like that stands out because right. those are my people. Yeah, you know, that's awesome. Celebrate the victories when you're having a good day, funny stuff, bad stuff. So I would tell people to reach out, even if it's something like that, because that's yes. just the click of a button on, on, a, on your computer. How easy is it to find a, a group? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Church things, you know, uh, a lot of times if a person is, you know, is a member of a church or a organization like that, you know, keep your ears and eyes open for things that they may have uh, that uh, may help you as a caregiver. That's another thing um, that I reached out uh, to. So those uh there's more, but those are two that are just kind of, as my daughter says, low-hanging fruit. Right, right. <laughs> That's great. Now, do you have someone who's physically helping you as well with your mom? Um, no, not currently. I have at um from time to time in the last 18 months. Um, last summer we gave a try to and um getting an agency to come mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. and my daughter, um, one of my oldest daughter suggested, hey, mom, you know, we know that grandma is not really up, doesn't want that. You know, for one, I knew that that's not what she wanted. She didn't mm-hmm. think, you know, we need that, you know, all of that. I'm sure that sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my daughter said, well, mom, we got to introduce this some type of way, you yeah. know, to, to mom. So uh, to grandma. So what do you think about just, you know, think of a, an amount uh, that you are willing to invest sort of just to just give it a try right. so I thought of that amount um, and this is funny because when you hear what that amount was you gotta know well that won't go far <laughs> but <laughs> at the time I thought okay I got a thousand dollars and I'm gonna put a thousand dollars to this mm-hmm. see how much we can get just to try it out so we yeah. did and you know you can imagine it wasn't a disaster, but you know, for one, a thousand dollars is not going to get you much uh, sitter care. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to get you anything that is for one, because it's not enough to really get somebody regular, you know, all the time. E- even the agency that we went with, I think they did it because I knew them; they mm-hmm. were friends. Yeah. yeah, but it wasn't something that was appealing to them to take right. on to put their best people on because. Right because of the obvious yeah but we tried it and it kind of did what I thought it would do it would it introduced mom to the idea that we may or may not be doing something like this right right what it would look like to have somebody come in you know maybe 15 hours a week so I did that that was one thing and then um 
I've hired some sitters for specific uh, specific coverage needs from mm-hmm. time to time. Mm-hmm. Last so summer, you're paying privately, right? You're just yeah, uh-huh. yeah, because okay. my mom is in that uh, gray area where you know she's not you know in need enough to have any you know thing right. covered. Another kind of innovative idea that I did last summer was I had my two fourteen two my fourteen year old granddaughters come here. Uh, I I got them trained on CPR Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they were over here for a few weeks and I could go in and out as I pleased and they helped out. So, and they got paid. Right. So that was kind of an idea that, that, you know, worked out just perfect. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's just been sort of a patchwork of, of, uh, you know, help over the last oh and my daughter came my daughter and her uh husband came for the whole month of august and let me have a break last year oh wow awesome that was that was huge yeah yeah. so yeah we just kind of been a patchwork of a little bit of this and a little bit of that yeah we we've made it work but i tell you i really would really would like to just have something that's ongoing 15 hours a week, the same thing. That would really, really help me. But for now, we've just been kind of making it work. Okay. And, you know, I, I think that it's great that your daughter brought that to your attention. I know your mom may not want it so much. Um, and, and sometimes they don't see the impact of what it's doing to us because we make it look easy. We make it look like oh. it's a big deal. And we want <laughs> yeah. them to feel like it's not a big deal because we want to do it, right? Right. But it does become a big deal when you're doing it every day, day after day by yourself. And you have your daughter who's an advocate for you. She's like, you're yes. my mom and I have to take care of you as well, right? And so she's yes. like, you may not want it, but we need to start doing something for you to take the lip off of you. And yes. so that's what your children are thinking of, which is a great thing for you right? Yes. So there is a time where you have to be able to bring in some folks that are going to be able to take that lift off of you. You are two years into this, pretty much doing it by yourself. It begins to build up. And as she ages, the care begins to progress. And so this is a great time to go ahead and introduce someone else and try to get her to understand from your perspective. You guys have a great level of communication, sharing that with her about the longevity for her and for you Mm-hmm. someone else has to be in this picture, which means that yes. it's probably going to be and you know, a, a caregiver you pay by yourself. It's very challenging for agencies right now. Yes. Consistent caregivers. So those small hours, like you said, they don't want to really do those. Right. So it's it's going to be the last thing on their plate to try to fill, right? Yes. Yes. Bottom of the list, which means you may not get attention. <laughs> Exactly. And I understand that. So I'm not mad at them because it makes business sense. And I I know enough about the industry, even prior to caregiving, to understand how that works. So Right. Right. (laughs) And so, you know, people are looking at other options. Paying someone one-on-one may be your best objective to get you the dollars that you can stretch, but also get the hours that you need as well. And so, but continue to seek that support whether it's your, a friend of your mom's, it's some church members, because you, you need that break. And I'm glad your daughter is advocating for you to do that because you, you really do have to do it. And sometimes parents don't want it, but we, we all need it, whether they understand it or not. 
So, so I wanted to switch a little bit to your current journey um, and how it's impacting you as an entrepreneur. So can you talk a little bit about what you're doing as an entrepreneur and how is that impacting your, your journey for caregiving? Well, it's impacting it because of what you mentioned briefly earlier, my ability to get out in the public. Um, Man, just thinking about my life uh, in the last year, last few years, how the the pivot was so sharp. Um, But I will say this, that old people used to say God works in mysterious ways. Well, the whole pandemic situation mm-hmm. uh, is one of those mysterious ways mm-hmm. for all it's good and bad. And I say that because prior to the pandemic, my life consisted of uh, my business. I was very involved in the community, uh, sat on boards, uh, uh, board of a domestic violence um, nonprofit. Every weekend was a fundraiser, a gala, or a chamber of commerce meeting, or a ribbon cutting, or that's what was going on. That is what was going on. Uh, So the pandemic, of course, shut all that down. And just as the caregiving journey, the deaths of my sisters, all of that started coming in, would have been just the time that I would be sticking my uh, foot back into the waters as far as all that other stuff, the galas, the events, the all of that. So I had taken a break from that because of the pandemic, but everybody else was, you know, getting back in or, you know, almost back in or business as usual. So that was sort of like a segue because had this happened in the middle of that, I can't ex- I cannot imagine what it would have looked like because I would have had to come to a cold hard stop it would have been like stopping a freight train. Right. Right. But because I had already stopped <laughs> and only had selectively chosen a few things to get back involved in this came right there. So to answer the question about how it's affecting it I go back to you know, it's it's the community piece. Like I would be up and out. I would be at this meeting, at Rotary Club, you know, planning this, doing and, and none of that is really I can't really I can't do that now. Mm-hmm. So and, and with me building relationships and stuff like that, it it, it equals work because mm-hmm something always comes out of it, some type of uh, connection that leads back to, you know, to to work for my real estate brokerage. So the caregiving piece is kind of uh, is stopping that because, I mean, full transparency, I can't be out there. Right. You know, shaking hands, rubbing elbows, doing that kind of stuff. I have I don't have that ability anymore. Now, what is the name of your business? It's Edgewood Realty Group. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm a, a real estate broker and we represent um, buyers and sellers. And we also manage uh, rental properties for, for people. Okay. okay. Uh, that's the biggest piece of it. Um, the the representing of buyers and sellers is pretty much now on a referral basis. I'm not actively, you know, out there, 
you know, uh, soliciting that type of business. It's mostly referral based, but the property management is every day, all day. Every day somebody's toilet is breaking or their, you know, pipes got froze. So all of that, it's, it's, I'm responsible for, I think we have 50 units that we manage. Okay. So, and that, a lot of that can be done from behind the desk because at this point now, I'm just saying, you know, sending somebody to fix this, you know, you, that type of stuff. But as far as being able to be out in the community, uh, the caregiving has really kind of, that's been a gut punch. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, yeah, being able to, especially when, when you're doing it alone, I mean, you just can't be in all places at all times. And what yeah. happens is caregiving becomes a priority, right? And so it impacts your ability to be able to be out there and which is eventually affecting your income as well. And so, um, you know, we tend to try to be creative about how to do that, but that's the reality of, of what happens there. And so, you know, and I, prior to the, con- we're ha- the conversation we're having now, we talked a little bit about entrepreneurship versus working the nine to five, right? And so- uh-huh. Each of those kind of have their positives and negative negatives as well. And, you know, when you have a nine to five, you tend to have that stable income that now you can actually do remotely um, yes. somewhere else. Yes. So with either way, those who are supporting you, whether it's an employer or whether it's your network of people, um, we just don't talk enough about what supports the caregiver, right? So right. in a nine to five, are there better benefits? Are there some flexibility that your boss can give you? You know, are you going to be dinged if you tell them that you're a caregiver? They're going to think that you're not reliable because you're a caregiver. Um, we work it out, right? We tend to work it out in order to be able to care for our loved one and still do a great job and mm-hmm. work in our profession. And so yes. I think that's um, it, it's a challenge that we're all trying to work through, whether you're an employee or the employer. Um, but we have to figure this out because it's only going to grow and become more and more, right? Yeah, yeah. And one thing that I'm doing is, so I have, a, I think another, it's not quite a superpower, but it, it's uh, <laughs> it's kind of in that category. Uh, I tend to, when I take a hold of something, I tend to, whatever it might be, I tend to put lots of different spins on it to see what else might come out of it so as far as the caregiving I have uh you know done things like got myself associated with your organization um call for care which I think is a wonderful organization um and I've uh sort of tend to look for things in uh, in caregiving that I could possibly, uh, you know, maybe even monetize at some point um, mm-hmm. that will, because who knows, I may have to switch gears again. Right. So if there is something like I thought, I've got another, I've got a book in me, I've got a a bunch of things that mm-hmm. I, that's coming in my world as a part of the caregiving right. that I could see, you know, might have potential if, if monetized. Right. Um, so I'm always thinking like that. Right. That's so the that, entrepreneur spirit. That's right. <laughs> yeah, because the more I learn, the more I see how many people are going, um, you know, who are caregivers. 
Um, and you know how it doesn't come with uh, instructions, just like they say raising children or right. having a you know that doesn't come with instructions. Well, it may not come with instructions, but I've learned enough to be able to write some instructions. Right. So. <laughs> So it's just things like that, that I'm like, okay, so if I'm in this and then I'm, I'm having to lack on, uh, on this side, then where can I build, possibly build that up, you know, and it have it be a part of what I'm doing anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, I, I love that about, um, giving that guidance and instruction. And honestly, that's one of the reasons why we do the podcast, because someone has experienced the same exact things that you are right now, right? And so we don't want people to think they're alone, that they're not, you know, and we're talking about things that people normally don't want to talk about, you know, money and how am I doing this with mom or how do we communicate? Um, and so we need to have the conversations in order to make it better for other people as well. That's so right. We, yeah. And we just, so we just talked a little bit about, um, you know, your caregiving and also your work. Um, so when you're doing all of that, primarily by yourself, tell me a little bit about your self-care routine and, and tell huh. me what that looks like. <laughs> and if you don't have one, what would you like to see as part of your self-routine, your self-care routine? Okay. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's it's kind of kind of non-existent, but <laughs> uh, and I say that because there's nothing. It's like I get in, I get it in where I can fit it in. Uh, I know that it's needed, but there's no um, like clockwork type of thing. Like you know, when I get a chance, I may go get a massage, or I may just. I bought myself, since mom has a fancy recliner, I treated myself <laughs> to a fancy recliner. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I love it. So sometimes it may just be coming upstairs and I put mine upstairs, right? Okay. It's absolutely beautiful. This is not your grandma's recliner. It <laughs> is beautiful, right? <laughs> so I will come up and sit in my recliner and put some Chris Bodie on. That's one of my favorite uh, uh, jazz trumpeters. So I'll just get back, sit back in my recliner and listen to music and maybe burn a candle. Mm. You know, some days that's all I can get out, but that's like, that just takes me away for a minute. That's right. Sometimes it's, you know, and it's something that I can do that's in the house because it doesn't require, you know, getting somebody or leaving for a specific amount of time or we live really close to uh, 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 a shopping area we live um, near Camp Creek Marketplace and there's lots over there so I've got a favorite nail place I'll go or sometimes just being out just going out I'm not doing anything but just going out Right. I can I can um, leave mom for she's good for or I feel comfortable for about three hours. Okay. To okay. leave. Um, so sometimes I'll just go to the marketplace. Right. Or just get out or sometimes just get out and drive. Yeah. Because it reminds me of, you know, before because <laughs> I'm just out just doing whatever it is. Right. Um, so that's probably about the, the the extent of my self-care at this time, just having moments where that remind me of before, or if I can make it out to my house, that's to me, I consider that self-care because when I'm at my house, 
now because it's almost just like it's exactly like I left it mm-hmm. you know everything is just there it's like going to an Airbnb <laughs> <laughs> One nice. time I went out to my house and just took a nap. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. You know, <laughs> that's great. And you know, self, self-care planning does not have to be a big thing. It can be a month away or a weekend away or something. That's great that you're able to kind of maybe get to that. But just spending an hour away or just going upstairs to your chair and spending 30 minutes or something, something you can do a little bit by yourself every day, but build up to that time where you literally have a space and time to yourself where it is the weekend, right? So we plan ahead that, okay, maybe this August or in September, I can get my granddaughters or my daughter and her husband to come and give me a week. So I can go somewhere, even if it's at your own home, right? Yes. At your own home and you do the things that you want to do without having to have that um, worry about your mom. And you know that she's somewhere with someone who is taking great care of her. So we that's what, that's what we want to plan. And then self-care also talks about your physical body. Are you going to the doctor? Are you getting that therapy appointment in with you so you can release those emotions as well? And so there's different aspects of it. And we like to talk about that through some of our um, our virtual experiences as well. But it's so important that you start somewhere. So you have somewhere that you're doing things. That's awesome. Just continue to build on those so you can get a longer stretch of period of time to be able to do that for yourself. And I think that's great you know, that we start somewhere. We got to start somewhere, right? Yes. And you mentioned the doctor's appointments and stuff too. That is something that that's really important. Um, and is almost, uh, uh, you know, in the absence of all the other massage or, you know, this or that, that is at the core of self-care. And that I think is the easiest part to overlook because you're so focused on the loved one. Yes. Um, and I've tried to keep that. As a matter of fact, I just uh, uh, called the cardiologist to um, get back in a few days ago because um, that's something that I know I need to do. Um, and I felt really good when after I got off the phone making the appointment. Right. It showed me that, hey, yeah, I'm still thinking about that because I think you can get overwhelmed and not even think about it at all. That's right. Or you put it off and you put it off and then put yeah. it off and it never gets done, right? So yeah. that's so critical, that whole component of an entire self-care plan. So what we're going to do now, we're going to take a short sponsor break and then return. And then we're going to learn a little bit more about Venus and her journey with her mom. So we'll be right back. Hey, Dad. Your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey, Dad, your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad, your lunch will be ready in just a minute. Hey, honey, why don't you take a minute? When you help care for a loved one, you give them as much time as you can. But it's just as important to take time for yourself. AARP can help. Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org caregiving. That's aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Welcome back. We are talking with Venus Sims today. So Venus, let's jump back into our discussion. And if you could share a memorable moment during your caregiver journey um, that you had with your mom. Oh, boy. There's just so many. Oh, boy. I should have I picked one because I have. But yeah, 
we are forever having memorable moments around here. <laughs> now, what about your recent journey together? You want to share? Talk well, about yeah. yeah, 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 that's a good one. So our recent journey is that during the time I've been a caregiver, um, I have, well, during the time I've lived with mom, I have gone through a lot of her things because, you know, again, with my late sisters and their 40 years worth of stuff, no, nobody ever threw away anything. Okay. <laughs> Let's just say that. Okay. And when my mom came from St. Louis, she brought everything. <laughs> so I am constantly, it's like living in a museum of your life. Mm. Uh, a, a few months ago, I found my cheerleading socks. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> So one of the things that uh, uh, that I found are have been uh, my mom's poetry. Mom writes poetry mm. and she has uh, done so apparently for many years. So the let's see, the the oldest one I found may have been like from maybe 96. Oh, wow. OK. So, um, yeah, mom, I just found a bunch of her poetry. Some of it was uh handwritten some of it was typed um so I got to thinking I well maybe I should organize it so I put it in these big binders and uh, sheet protectors and it's like I hear mom here's you know look at your poetry and she hadn't seen it in years a lot of this stuff right yeah Uh, so I put it in the magazine actually when the agency caregiver was here that was one of the things task I gave her because mom was complaining about the lady just sitting there watching her Okay. And because she was like, I don't need nobody to watch me. <laughs> so I would try to find tasks. Mm-hmm. Okay. I told the aide uh, to please uh, put these in these sheet protectors, right? So she did. Um, and then I got to thinking, Mom, do you, what do you think about publishing um, your poetry? Would you like to, uh, to publish it? And she's like, because mom is so easy. She's like, uh, yeah, we could, yeah, okay. <laughs> so. Miss Resourceful. That was all I needed, right? So of, course, <laughs> well, I guess. That's right. of course, I yeah, I guess, man, I can do a lot. I can move a mountain with the yes. So of course, I just went through my resources and I knew a publisher. So I called and I was like, hey, what do you, you know, I want to publish my mom's poetry. Tell me about this publishing stuff. What does that look like? Right. right. So he did, we did. About three months ago, and this past Saturday, we had mom's um, book signing and official book release. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. What's the name of the book? What's the name? The the book is called In These Shoes, Poetry, Prose, and Perceptions from the Pen of a Sage. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my sister came up with that name um, because while she was bedridden and mom was taking care of her, apparently um, she was typing up a lot of mom's handwritten poetry. Mm. And my sister had come up with that name. Um, so I just kind of like took it, took all of that and ran with it. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. So mom is an author at age 83. Congratulations, mom, <laughs> doing your thing. Yeah. So that was kind of 
kind of like something for both of us because yes. it really excited her. She just, uh, especially toward the end, oh my God, it's like, what have I created? I created a monster in here. And she got to asking me, did I send this invitation to this one? And somebody RSVP, oh, it was a lot, okay? <laughs> It's wonderful. I love it that you guys were able to kind of go back into the past. You know, for her, she hadn't seen them in forever. It's just kind of reliving those moments, I'm sure. And then you probably learned a lot about your mom. And so that's one of the things that I love, even spending time with my dad. He has such amazing stories, as I always say. And just every time I learn something new about him and his journey. And so it's so wonderful to have that, you know, you know, caregiving can be a lot, but there's so many positive moments in there, things that you learn and the bonding with your parents that you may not have had when you were growing up. Maybe they were working all the time. Right. Right. You know, for me, I left, you know, pretty much not too long after college. So just didn't have that initial bond, but it brings people back together. It brings closure for things that happened in the past. So, Uh I think that's wonderful that we should always keep in mind there's some memory there that is positive, even though we have our bad days. Right. Keep that in your mind as well. So, Venus, I'm going to ask you to to share two actions that you recommend based upon your experience with caregiving, working, being an entrepreneur, that you would recommend a family caregiver take immediately after listening to this podcast. Well... Thing number one is if you haven't gotten your your paperwork and things in order, I cannot stress that enough that that is the first thing when you even have an inkling that caregiving might be in your future for um, your uh, loved one. That's the first thing that you want to do. And the basics of it is just, just a will an advanced directive, just the basics. That's mm-hmm. stuff that, you know, you can basically almost get virtually. Mm-hmm. Find some, un- yeah, empower of attorney. Yeah, mm-hmm. make sure that you have those things in order uh, because it, it just, the caregiving is hard enough itself, but if you don't, if those things are not in order, it makes it even harder. hmm um, so that's the first thing because that is immediately actionable. Right. It it is. Right. That's right. Um, so yeah, that would be a first thing, and and the second thing would just be to to uh, sort of circle back on uh, earlier part of the conversation is find some support. Mm-hmm. It's out there. It mm-hmm. really is out there, and I think that the two sources that I offered up are the easiest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. social media as far as at least look looking on there and finding some type of support group and right. if I can I would like to say the name of that uh, absolutely absolutely okay it's just as I said caring for aging parents okay just that simple so look that up and check it out and then some people are on there and never even comment. It's just the fact that you're scrolling and seeing that you're alone. You're not alone. Right. That's right. And taking yeah. the comments and the information and, yes. and the resources that are placed out there. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. That. And then the other one is that church. If you're a member of a, a you know church or a synagogue or you know a place of worship, 
check that out. I say those two because they are very easy. You don't have to do a lot to, right. to get to those. That's right. Because there's a lot of things in this journey, on this journey that you do have to get in the weeds to do. But right. those two are not one of those. Right. Because right. they're very easy and pretty much everybody has um, access to, to that. So, yeah, yeah those okay. are two things. Okay. Now, are there any other social media platforms, websites, anything that you would recommend people check out as well? Man, that group is my everything. I tell them all okay. the time how appreciative I am, you know. Okay. But I will say that something of late that I've been kind of investigating is uh, uh, Rosalind Carter's uh, institute, mm-hmm. uh, caregiving institute. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just kind of seeing because it is big and deep. It is so it's like whoa, this is a lot. But how can I trim that down to find something in there that I can immediately, uh, you know, benefit from? Right. I didn't, you know, know about it. Uh, A friend of mine told me about it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, but that first group, I'm telling you, that is, that is just it. Anybody that goes to that will be happy that they did. Okay. Well, good. So now how can people get in contact with you if they want to learn more about the real estate? Um, organization, kind of share if there's a means for them to get in contact with you, email or phone number, whatever that looks like. Sure. So uh, again, the name of my company is Edgewood Realty Group. And we are out of based out of Fayetteville, Georgia. Um, the best, okay, I'll give you my email would just be Venus, my name, V-E-N-I-S, at and that's Edgewood Realty GRP.com. Venus at Edgewood Realty GRP, like Gary Ralph Paul.com. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Venus. Um, I so appreciate you sharing your journey with us today. I am certain that hearing you and your mom's journey has blessed other people. Um, to one, know they're not alone, but to also give them some resources that can help you. So thank you so much for being here. You are so welcome. And I would like to give a shameless plug if I could. Okay. For my mom's book, because the poetry is just wonderful. There's something in there for everyone. Absolutely. Um, And it's just called In These Shoes and it's on Amazon. Okay. So uh, you just look up In These Shoes. Uh, in, in the book category, however you do that, in these shoes, poetry, prose, and perceptions from the pen of a sage. Um, yep, on Amazon. So check it out. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We will do that. So you heard it here. Just released the book. So um, let's support this 83-year-old author, right? Wonderful. That's right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Michelle. Absolutely, absolutely. So the Empowerment Hour is presented by Call for Caring. Our organization supports caregivers through resources like today's podcast, expos, courses, and care grants, as Venus was able to receive one of those grants and supported her family. Um, Join us for our fourth annual, our fourth Atlanta Family Caregiver Expo on November 18th. It will be at Impact Church. So stay tuned for a little more details coming up. Um, you can find out information about our care grants and other programs at callforcaring.org. 
Today's podcast can be heard on uptomeradio.com or your favorite podcast platform. And we also have added some episodes from season, season one to our Call for Caring YouTube channel. Um, we hope today's episode of Empowerment Hour has met our goal to educate, elevate, and empower caregivers during their caregiver journey. Thank you. slots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details